Shalom to all. Today's office is Megillah Daf Yud Beis. We are starting the last narrow line, the fourth to last word on the line. And today's office is sponsored Lilu Nishmas, Morris Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Moshe, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lilu Nishmas, Yerbi Yechamil, Mordechai, Ben Rebchaim, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now, just an exciting note the new cycle of daily Mishnayis is starting this Shabbos, Parsha Shmais. That's two Mishnayis a day with the goal of finishing in about six years. Ramesh Shwed and his team have done it once again with an incredible app called All Mishnah, designed similar to All Daf and All Parsha. It's a one stop for all you need to get those Mishnayis done, so check it out, All Mishnah. And with Siat Nishmaya, we have a as well called the Quick Mishnah with daily Mishnahs read, translated, and explained in a clear manner in approximately three minutes. Check it out on the All Mishnah app or thequickmishnah.com. We're also going to be sending it out via WhatsApp every single day. You can join by clicking on the link on our website or by messaging us directly. The Iker is to keep on steiging. We concluded yesterday that Kairosh allowed a group of Gideon to begin rebuilding the base of Mikdash and that he was a pretty okay guy. So now the Gemara says, Darsh of Nachem Barav Chizda, Maidach Siv, what's Pshat in the Pasuk? Koyamar Hashem Lemshichai, so says Hashem to his anointed one, Lekairosh, Takairosh, Asher Chazakti, Biminoi, that I held on to him with his right hand. Meaning, I strengthened him. The Gemara asks, Was Kairish really anointed with the Shem HaMeshcha? He wasn't a Jewish king. He wasn't anointed with the Shem HaMeshcha. So we answer, El Hashem actually said to Mashiach, when it says, Hashem it means Hashem said to Mashiach, al I complain to you about Kairish. Ani Amarti, I said, Hu Yivnebesi He's going to build my house and gather my exiles. Vuhu Amar, but what did he say? Who from among his nation wants to go up, they could go up. So Kairish was good. He let everyone go up and build the base of if they wanted to. However, he didn't go with them, but Hashem really wanted Kirsh himself to go and be involved in the building of the base of Mikdash. And now back to Darshing, different Sukkim in the Megillah. The Megillah says, Chel parasu madai hapartimim. The army of Parsa madai, the partimim are nobles. So we have this word hapartimim attached to the word madai. And Uksiv, another Pasuk says, Lamalchim madai paras, to the kings of madai and paras. So we have this word malachim, kings, being attached to madai. So were the Medeans nobles or kings? So Amaravi, he answers, Asnu asnu badadi, they actually made a deal with each other, the Persians and the Medeans. Imi non malchi, if from us are going to be the kings, then Then from you will be the governors. And from you will be the king, then the governors are going to be from us. Now the Pasuk in the Megillah describing the Suda tells us when he displayed to them the wealth of his glorious kingdom. And Amr B'Yesi Bar he says, this teaches us that Achashverosh, he actually wore the Beit Dekuna. Ksev HaChet says over here, Yekart Tiferes Gedulasai. Ksev HaSem, it says regarding the Beit Dekuna, L'Chavr Ule Tiferes. So we have this word, Tiferes, regarding both of them. And the Pasuk says, it was at the end of those days, meaning there was 180 days of feasting that all the outlying provinces, all the cities outside Shushan, they joined. And then afterwards, there was a week-long feast that it was just for Shushan. So Rav Shmuel, they argue about this. Chadam or one of them says, Melch B'Kei who's actually a very wise king. Chadam or one of them says, Melch Tipesh who's actually a foolish king. Mandam or Melch B'Kei the one that says he was a wise king, Shaper Ovid. What he did was very smart. The car of Rechika Beresha, the first, he brought all the people that lived on the outside, Rechika, the people that were far away, he was makriv them. He brought them very close. And the reason why he was smart to do that is because the Bnei Masse, the people of his city, of Shushan, call Amos Debai Mephias Lahu, anytime he wants, he could really appease them. So it's always smart to make friends of the people that live outside of your main city. Now, Mandam or Tipeshai, the one that said that he was a fool, is the Bailele Kruvi Bnei Masse He really should have become friends and he should have ingratiated himself to the people that lived in the capital city first, the Mardu Bei Hanukh, because if the other people rebelled against him, the people that lived outside the capital city, Hani Havu Kaim Badei. So then these, the people in the capital city, they would be able to support him. So he was actually foolish for making a party first for the people outside the capital. City. And regarding the Suda for people in Shushan, asked him, Why is it that the haters of Kla Yisrael, a euphemism to Kla Yisrael themselves, why is it the Kla Yisrael of those days, they were Chayv Kliya, they were Chayv destruction? So Amrulahemi told them, Imratem, why don't you answer? So Amrulah, they told him, That's because they benefited from the Suda of that Russia. So he asked them, if so, Only the Yidden in Shushan, they were the only ones that benefited from that Suda, so they should be killed, but why should all 
all the Jews be destroyed, all the Jews all over the world. They didn't benefit from a Suda. So Amrulai, they told their Rebbe, Amr Atta, so you should say, you answer the question. Amrulai, we told him, that's because in the days of Nuchanetzer, they bow down to an idol, and that's why they're Chayv Kliya. So Amrulai, they asked him, if that's so, if they really bow down to an idol, should favoritism be shown over here? Why is it they would be forgiven? So Amrulai, he answered them, they only did so outwards. They didn't really mean to bow down to the idol. They were just afraid of Nuchanetzer. They only did this, it was an outward expression of bowing down to the idol. Only made this gzeir on them. It was only an outward expression. And that's understanding the pasuk. He doesn't afflict them from his heart. So he really was just scaring them, but he didn't really have in mind that they were going to be destroyed. And the Gemara continues describing the suda vachashverish. It says in the courtyard of the garden of the palace of the king. So Rav Shmuel they argue about this. Chanam or one of them says the people that were fit to be in the chutzur. So they were placed in the chutzur. The ones that were fit to be in the garden. So they were placed in the garden. And the ones that really deserved to be in the palace. So they were placed in the palace. Or the other one says, Hashivan Bachatzer, the first he put everyone in the Chatzer, but there wasn't enough room for all of them. So then Begina, he put them in the garden, but there wasn't enough room for all of them there also. Until he brought them into the palace, and then there was enough room for everyone. Now Masnisatana is Hashivan Bachatzer, he put everyone in the Chatzer. He opened up two doorways, two exits, one to the Gina, one to the Bison, and therefore everyone could stroll about freely. And the Pasuk says, There were these things at the Suda. Now, my Chur, what exactly is this? So Rafa, he answers, Hari Hari, it was made out of holes, meaning this was tapestry that was needlework, and therefore there's little holes in it. And that's the Lashon of Chur, which is like the Lashon of a hole. And Shmuel Amr, he answers, Milas he set white wool sheets for them, and this is a Lashon of Chivar, which means white. Chur is Chivar. And Karpas, what's Karpas? Amr Bhesibarchanina, Karim Shel Pasim, cushions of fine wool. And the Megillah continues describing Aglile Chesef on silver rods, Vamude Sheshin marble pillars, Mitais Zahav Vachesef, beds of gold and silver. Tanya Rabbi Huda Amr, he says, Haroy Lekesef Lekesef, the one that was fitting to get a silver bed, he got a silver bed, and the one that was fitting to get a gold bed, he got a gold bed. So Amrullah he asked him, then that means that people are going to be jealous of each other at the Suda, and we don't want anyone to be jealous of each other. The guy who has the silver bed is going to say, hey, why didn't I get a gold bed? So Ella, he answers, the beds were made out of silver, and the feet were made out of gold. And the Miguel says that these beds were situated on floors of Bahat Vashesh. Amrullah Ba'asi, what exactly is Bahat Vashesh? This is referring to precious stones that are soft after by their owners. Bahat, the hay can be exchanged for a ches, which would be bachat, and bachat is lashon of lechatet, to be sought after by its owners. It was very precious gems. And Vechenu Aymer, it also says, Avnei Nezer, stones of a crown, only obtained after many trials, so these were very, very precious stones. And the Pasa continues describing these floors as being not only bahat vashesh, but also vidar v'saycharas. Now, what is dar v'saycharas? Rav Amar, he explains, dari dari, there were rows of gems all around. Dar is a lashon of row, and saycharas is a lashon of saviv around. Ushmul Amr, he says, There's a very precious stone down by the cities of the sea, Vidara Shman. Its name is Dara. Hashiva He put it in the middle of the Suda, and that gave light to them like it was in the middle of the day. So we can understand that Dar Visecharis, Dar is the name of this precious gem, and Secharis is Lashon of Sahara, which is light. And a third explanation of what Dar Visecharis is, the Bear Bishmal Tana, Shakara Jar, he called a freedom, meaning he gave a tax exemption, for all merchants. So Dar Visecharis is a freedom for all the Secharim, for all the merchants. The Pazak continues to describing and the drinks were given out in these golden vessels which means different diverse types of vessels so the Gemara asked if we want to say that it was diverse types of vessels we should have used the word the word actually means to repeat so what does it mean vessels that were repetitious that it was a repetition of vessels so Amarav he answers came out and said to them the original ones referring to Baal they were destroyed because of these these are the 
and you are repeating and you're doing the same mistake, you're using them, and that's his lashon of repetition. The Pesach says, V'yein malchus and royal wine, rav in abundance. So Amar Rav, he answers the question that's asked, why is it that we're using lashon of rav? It should use the lashon of harbe, v'yein malchus harbe, a lot of wine. Why uses lashon of rav? So he says, Malam, this teaches us, shekal echad ve'echad, hashkeu yain shegadol himenu b'shanim, every single person, he got wine that was older than him in years. If he was 25, he got 26-year-old wine. He was 75, he got 76-year-old wine. The Pesach says, v'ashsiyach hadas, the drinking was according to law. What does that mean, according to law? My kadas, Amrav Khan, Mishum Rab Meir, kadas shal taira, is according to the law of taira. Madal shal taira, just like the law of taira, achilam rub mishtiyah, there's more eating than drinking. What does that mean, there's more eating than drinking? When we bring a carbon on the mizbeach, there's more food that's brought on the mizbeach, there's more animal parts and flour from menachas that's brought on the mizbeach, as opposed to the drinking, which is the libations, the wine that's poured on the mizbeach, afsudasi shal isa rasha, so to the suit of that rasha, achilam rub mishtiyah, there was more eating than drinking. And the Pazak says, ain ainis, there was no forcing. What does that mean? Amrav Lazar, Malam, this teaches you, shakal Every single person got wine from his locale. So he was used to this wine and he didn't get drunk too easily. The Pazak says, To do like the will of every man. Amarav, he explains, The wine was given out according to the will of Mordechai and Haman. They were the Sari Hamashkim. They were the ones in charge of the wine. That's because each of them are called Ish. Mordechai, how do we know he's called Ish? And Haman, how do we know? It says the Pazak, Now we talk about Vashti Suda. The Pazak says, She also made a Mishta. She made a feast for the women, base hamachos in the king's house. The Gemara asks, She should have done it in the women's house. She should have done it where all the women usually hang out. Why is this she did it where the men are? So Amarava, he says, Both of them had in mind that they wanted to do an Avera. They did this only to promote licentious and promiscuous behavior. And that's why she did it in the king's palace so she could be closer to the men. And Hainu Damrianchi, that's understanding what people say. The man with large squash and the woman with small squash, meaning that both of them just had in mind that they wanted to be involved in adultery. And we continue to the Pasuk says, Bayemashvi was the seventh day of the Suda, the king's heart was good with wine. The Gemara asks, Up until then, his heart wasn't good with wine, meaning he didn't have enough to drink. So Amaravi answers, No, what's the seventh day talking about? That seventh day of the feast was Shabbos. The Kalai Yisrael usually on Shabbos, they eat and they drink, and when they eat and they drink, what do they do? They start, they say, and they say praises to Hashem. They eat and they drink, they only talk about matters of indecency. And Rechemi Sudas and Russia, the same exact thing happened at the suit of that Russia. Halalu Aimrim, the Medeans would say, Medea is nice. The Median women, they're very beautiful. Valalu Aimrim, and the Persians said, Parsia is nice. No, really, the Persian women are more beautiful. And Amr Lamachashverish told them, the vessel that I use, referring to his wife, she's not Median, she's not Persian, Al Kazdi, she's a Kazdian. Do you want to see how beautiful she is? Amrulai, they told him, in, yes, she has to be unclothed. And now, why is it that Hashem? decided that she's going to have to come in unclothed on Shabbos. That's because the measure that a person measures out to others, he's measured out with that measure. Malamis teaches us that the evil Vashti, she brought Jewish girls and she had them take off their clothing and do Malacha on Shabbos. And that's why she had to come on Shabbos without her clothing. And Hainu Dechlev, that's understanding the Pasuk. After this matter, after she was killed, after his anger subsided, Zacher's Vashti, he remembered Vashti and that which she did and that which was nigzer on her. What does that mean? Whatever she did, she made these young Jewish girls come in unclothed and do work on Shabbos. That's what the gzair was on her. On Shabbos, she had to come in without clothing. And the Pasuk says, Queen Vashti refused to come. The Gemara asked, Let's see, she was a paritz. She was actually wanting to be involved in adultery. The Amar Mar, we had just said, both of them had in mind that they wanted to do this Avera, so why didn't she come? My time, Eliasai. 
So Amar Vyesa Barchanini, he answers, That's because Tsaras leprosy spread all over her, so she couldn't come. Gavriel came and made a tail for her, some sort of appendage on her body, and therefore she wasn't able to come. And the puzzle continues, The king got very angry, and his anger burned in him. The Gemara asks, Why does anger burn so much? Why was he so mad just because she said she's not coming? So Amar he answers, She actually sent a message to him, You're my father's stable boy. My father, he could drink the equivalent of a thousand people and he doesn't get drunk. And this man talking about Achashverosh is shtati b'chamrei, he becomes foolish with his wine. So because of that insult, that's why his anger burned in him. So the passage continues, and the king said to the Chachamim, now man Chachamim, who are these Chachamim that the king was talking to? Rabbanon, he was talking to the Rabbanon. The passage says that they're yoidei ha'itim, they know the times. What does it mean they know the times? They know how to extend the years and how to set the months. So Amru, he told the Chachamim, Ali, please judge her for me. So Amru, they said to themselves, hey, Chinavid, what are we supposed to do? Nemele Katla, if we should tell him that she should kill her, so tomorrow his wine is going to leave him, he's going to be sane and sober, and then he's going to demand her from us, and it's going to be our fault. Nemele Shavka, if we're going to say, just leave her alone, don't do anything, but that's considered denigration for the king. She denigrated the king, and we can't let this go. So Amru, they told him, from the day the was destroyed, and we were exiled from our land. The ability to give advice was taken away from us. And we actually don't know how to properly judge capital offense cases. Why don't you go to Amnu Mayev and ask them? Why go to them? That's because they've been in their place like wine sits on its sediment. They were never shaken up and moved about. The time Amrulay, and they actually told him something that was very reasonable. The Pasuk says, Shanan Mayev has been at ease since its youth. And he settled on his sediment. He wasn't moved from one vessel to another. And he was never sent into exile. That's why his taste remained with him. And his scent hasn't changed. So you should go ask the scholars of Amin and what to do. So Miyad, right away, he turned to his advisors, the ones that were near him, his advisors. These were seven advisors. And Amr Blevi, he says, All these names that are sent in the Pasuk are really symbolic of the Karbanas. What's the name Karshina? Amr Malach Yashos Fene Kashbarucho the Malachim said to Hashem Ribbana Shleilam Klomi Krivu Lufanecha Karm Bnei Shana Kedarech Shekrivu Yisrael Lufanecha Did they bring lambs in their first year like Klal Yisrael has brought lambs in their first year as a Karban? So Lashon of Karshina is Karm Bnei Shana and the name Sheisar is the Malachim saying Klomi Krivu Lufanecha Shtei Tyrant Have they ever brought two Tyrant two turtle doves in front of you? And the name Admasa the Malachim said to Hashem Klom Banu Lufanecha Mizbeach Adama Did these idol worshippers ever build a Mizbeach Adama in front of you? And Tarshish they were telling Hashem Klom Shimsh Lufanecha Begdei Kuna were they ever Mishamish in front of you with the big Dekuna? Techsevahu, it says about them, Tarshish Vishayam Vayashbe, and Maris, what's that meaning? Klomit Mirsu Bedam Fanecha, did they ever stir blood in front of you of the Karbanis? And Marsana, Klomit Mirsu Bimnachas Fanecha, did they ever stir a Mincha in front of you? And Mamuchan, this last advisor, what's his name symbolic of? Klom Hechinu Shulchan Fanecha, did they ever arrange the Shulchan in front of you? So that's what the Malachim were saying. Salabazak tells us that Vayemir Mamuchan, Mamuchan spoke up, and Tana Mamuchan Zahaman, Mamuchan is Haman, Vlamanekrashmai Mamuchan, why is his name Mamuchan? Shemuchan the Puranis, because he's prepared, he's destined to be punished. And Omar of Kahana, he tells us, Mikan, we learn from here, Shahedyot Kefetz Barash, that a Hedyot, a simpleton, he jumps up and he tries to say something first. Since Mamuchan's name is mentioned last, he was the least significant of all the advisors, but he jumped up and he spoke first. So part of Mamuchan's suggestion was, is that every single person should be the ruler in his own house. Li'ayz kol ish sar bevesay, every single person should be a ruler in his own house. Now Omar Rava, Omali Igros Harushainis, if not for the first letters that were sent out saying that everyone's got to be a ruler in their own house, not a single one of the haters of Klai Yisrael, again, a euphemism for Klai Yisrael themselves, there wouldn't be a single vestige or remnant of 
of them. Why is that? Amri, what did everyone say when they got this first letter saying that every man has to be a ruler in his house? My high Shadrlan, what is he sending us? Lias call ish that every person should be a ruler in his own house? Pshita, is that obvious? Afilu karcha even a weaver in his own house, pardash chalihava, he's considered like a ruler. So this king is so foolish, he's telling us that we're supposed to be rulers in our own house. He doesn't really make much sense. So therefore, when they got the second letters that said that during Adar, we're going to be able to wipe out Klai Yisrael, they doubted the sanity of the king and they were like, what's going on over here? We're not so sure if we can trust this. Because if they did trust that letter, they would have jumped up and killed the Yidin right away and they wouldn't have waited till Adar. So it's actually good that these letters were sent out. And the continuation of the suggestion was that by Hefkeda Melch Bekidim, the king should appoint officers and try to find himself a new bride. And Amarav, a sharp man acts with knowledge, but fools spread his foolishness. What does that mean? This is referring to David HaMelch. The Chesivit says about him, His servants told him, Let us seek out for my master, the king, a young maiden. And this is referring to David HaMelch when he was in his old age, he sought out a young maiden to serve him. And anyone that had a daughter, they brought their daughter to him because they knew that he was only going to take one and that's it. But what's that talking about? That's referring to Achashverosh. The Chesivit says in the Pasuk, that he had to appoint officers to go find young women. Anyone that had a daughter, he actually hid her from King Achashverosh. That's because he knew that Achashverosh was with every single woman that was brought to him, but he was only going to choose one of them, so no one wanted their daughters to go to him. Another Pasuk tells us about Mardachai. There was a Yehudi man in Shushan Abira, Ushmai Mardachai, Ben Yar, Ben Shemi, Ben Kish, Ishimini. He was an Ishimini, meaning he was from Benyamin. Now, my Ka'amar, what exactly are we saying? Why do we have to have all these names? Why this whole Yichas? So, Eli Yichusa Ka'asi, if we're just trying to say what his Yichas is, that he comes from Benyamin, then Benyamin. We should be him all the way till Benyamin. We shouldn't stop in the middle and say, oh, and by the way, he's from Benyamin. We should list all of his ancestors all the way until Benyamin. And from the fact that we didn't do that, it must be that we're not trying to show what his Yichas is. So, Elamayish Nahani, why is that we do list a few of his ancestors? So, the Gemara answer is, We are actually mentioning these names, and they're really all describing Mordechai. Ben Yari, what does that mean? He's Ben Yari. Ben Sheheir, a name shall Yisrael betfilasai. He was someone that brightened Klai Yisrael's eyes with his tefillah. And we describe Mordechai as Ben Shimi. What does that mean? Ben Sheshama el tefilasai. Hashem listened to his tefillah. And Ben Kish, what does that mean? Shehikish al shari rachamim v'niftchulai. He knocked on the doors of rachamim of mercy, and they were open for him. We continue talking about Mordechai. Karle Yehudi, it calls him an Ish Yehudi. Alma Mehuda Kasi seems to be that he comes from Sheva Yehuda. But then Vakarle Mini, we call him Mini. Alma Binyamin Kasi seems to be that he came from Sheva Binyamin. So was he from Sheva Binyamin or Sheva Yehuda? So Amar Nachman he answers. He was crowned with all of his names. And Amar Rabbi Berchan, Amar Ben Levi, he explains, his father was from Benyamin, and Yehuda, his mother was from Yehuda. That's what we call him, an Ish Yehudi, who's also Ish Yemini, he's from Benyamin. For Rabban and Ami, they explain, the Mishpachas Mizgar Zubazu, the families of Yehuda and Benyamin fought about Mordechai. Mishpachas Yehuda Imeris, the family of Yehuda said, I caused that Mordechai was born, David Amelch, who's from Yehuda, didn't kill Shem Ben Gera, who was from Benyamin, and therefore, that's the only reason why Mordechai is alive. And Mishpachas Benyamin Amr, the family of Benyamin, said, Minai Ka'asi, he comes from me because his father's from Shevet Benyamin. Now, Rava Amr, he says, Knesset Yisrael Amr Le'idach Kisa. Klai Yisrael was actually saying this, the exact opposite. They were not happy about Mordechai. What does that mean? Roma Asali Yehudi, Umashim Yemini. See what this Yehudi did to me and what this Yemini paid me with. Ma Asali Yehudi, what does it mean that this Yehudi did to me? Yud Gimel Amadalf on the top. Deloy Katle David Lashemi. David did not kill Shemim Ben Gera, and because of that, this Yalad Mine Mordechai, Mordechai was born. Dimikni Bey Haman, that he provoked Haman, and because of that, we have this whole story. And Umashilim Leimini, what does that mean? Deloy Katle Shaul Agag, Shaul, who's from Benyamin, he did not kill Agag, who's the king of Amalek. And what happened after that? This Yalad Mine Haman, Haman was born from that. Dimitzar Israel, he caused all this distress.
stress and pain for Klal Yisrael. Now Rabbi Yechonomer, he tells us, Kasi, really Mordechai came from Benyamin, but my car lay Yehudi, so why is it we're calling him a Yehudi? That's all shame Shekafer Bavaydazara. That's because he denied Avaydazara. Shekala Kaifer Bavaydazara, Nikar Yehudi. Anyone that denies Avaydazara, he's called Yehudi. Like a Jew, not meaning that he comes from Shevet Yehudi, but he's a Yid, he's a Jew. Kedachsev, the Pasuk says, Itai govern Yehudain, these are the Yehudim, and they deny Avaydazara. So we see someone who denies Avaydazara is called a Yehudi. Again, not that he's from Shevet Yehuda, but he's a Yehudi, he's a Yid. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.